Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Hustleology Show with Musa Ali. And uh, today, uh, it's going to be a real quick episode. I just wanted to uh, touch uh, touch on some things that uh, I kind of seen uh, floating around there that uh, it kind of was on my mind and um, that I wanted to talk about and address. Um, but first, first of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, Nocturnal, the Nocturnal.com for running a write-up and uh, some press on the Hustleology show along with Adrian Swish and KillerBoombox.com. Everybody go and check those out. That's the Nocturnal, like T-H-E, knock, like knocking on a door, Ternal.com and AdrianSwish.com and KillerBoombox.com. So go check those websites out. They're kind of like boutique, uh, hip-hop um, blogs and um you know they they serve a specific niche but they're uh they're real cool and showed a lot of love so to the hustleology show so i want to give a shout out to them first and foremost um but what to what i want to talk about today is the topic of today's show is going to be uh we're going to be talking about the migration um basically talking about how um you know most people come from a small city um, you know, there's a lot of people in New York, Atlanta, uh, Miami, Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, some of the bigger cities, but you know, most of the people stay in middle America, they stay in a small city. So I just wanted to touch on how to kind of, uh, get past that small city mentality, that small city grind and rise above the pack and, uh, get out of your city. So, um, that's the topic of today's show. But before I get into that, I just wanted to talk about the the lane or the genre that the hustleology show fits in. And I say and actually, I got this term from um, my friend um, Jaquavis Coleman, New York Times bestselling author. And um, he he said, you know, you kind of fit the niche of urban business. And I, I started to think about it. I said, yeah, I do. The, you know, the the hustleology show and the things that I do in the direction and the description of the show kind of fits urban business. And what I mean by urban business is that there's a different type of grind and there's a different type of hustle when you come from the concrete jungle, so to speak. It's just a different type of monster to get to the top when you're in the underbelly of American society. Now, I want to say this, that a lot of the hoods I've been in third world countries. And the hoods in America are not comparative to the slums in the uh, favelas and what they call it, favelas in uh, Brazil and and things like that in third world countries. In the, they call it townships in Africa. They're they're not comparative. These people in third world countries have uh, a lot of physical barriers to to become successful, meaning that you have the government, you have armies, you have um, the lack of, of of clean water, which actually, you know, is something that uh, Flynn is dealing with right now. So um, we're, we're getting to the point where we're going to be a third world country. We're going to have third world uh, neighborhoods and sections and, t- and townships and different things like that. But as of right now, it, it's no it's really no comparison to what other people um, go through in third world countries. But I will say this, people that come from the urban diaspora in America have a different type of grind 
in a different type of come up because of the mental barriers to becoming an entrepreneur. And I say that because for, you know, for the last hundred or 400 or so years, there has been a mental, uh, a deliberate mental um, block on the people from the urban community and specifically black people. And let's just let's just be perfectly honest about it. And I try not to make the hustleology show about black people. But um, if you look at the underbelly of society in America, um, there are a lot of black people that that fit into that um, that underbelly. And not all, not all, not all black people are struggling. Not all black people live in the projects or anything like that. Not all black people uh, are on welfare or government assistance. But there's a there's a a, a vast majority of, of African-Americans in America who who live in that urban nightmare. And just to see that there are a lot of entrepreneurs and um, success stories coming out of that nightmare in, in 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 which they can they're able to live that American dream when they were born in the American nightmare in 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 that concrete jungle that's a testament and a testimony that needs to be talked about and i don't think a lot of uh, media outlets and platforms really talk about that that come up that that hood come up and it's it's real important to cover i think jay Jay jay-z i think he does it through his music he talks about it all the time through his music but really other than that there's not really an artist that really symbolizes that hood come up and and that's what um the hustleology show is all about and then again it's not just about black or white um because anybody that comes from nothing and makes something of themselves and becomes self-made it fits the description of someone who you know who's a hustler but unfortunately like i said the the a lot of people that come from the urban uh diaspora is you know is of african-american descent unfortunately we need to change that uh but you know in order to change that we need to teach people and inform people uh and inspire people with stories of people who come from that environment who come from that extreme circumstance and who make it out so that's what urban business is that that title or that genre urban business comes from that that line of thinking comes from that struggle and this is something that people from all walks of life can be inspired by because they they can you know everybody knows that that there is uh there is a racial problem here in america and that if 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 certain people uh from our community are able to make it out then that's something that's very commendable I don't think that they should be used as tokens to say everything is good because for every Jay-Z, there's a hundred thousand other uh, people in the hood who are living in poverty. But I, I think that it is commendable and it shows that, you know, that it is possible, but we have to create a system and we have to in, uh, empower ourselves economically in order to, make those things happen. And I think people from all walks of life can really be inspired by those stories, those bootstrapping entrepreneurs who, who not only start from nothing, 
but start from less than nothing. Not only do they have the, uh, you know, the barriers the just, you know, just being an entrepreneur in general, there's a lot of barriers to entry. But when you come from the urban jungle, you come from the concrete jungle, it's times 10. It's times 10. And and like I said, it's mainly mental barriers is bar- is basically mental slavery that's really holding them back. And that's the worst type of slavery, because if you really go to these third world countries, you'll see that these people are really happy. These people, um, you know, they their mentality is is still intact. Their, their sanity is is still intact. And that's why a lot of them come over to America and they're they're able to get on the immigrant hustle is so it's such a grizzly because they're able to come over here with a, a strong and empowered mentality. And then they're able to to do things that a lot of us, you know, who have been here for 400 years are not able to do. And plus, they have a lot of help from the government as well. But. Uh, nonetheless, the you know, the immigrant hustle, the immigrant grizzly is 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 a is a beast. Um, but we, we really need to uh, take note of of the the struggle, the come up of people who come from that type of extreme circumstance. And that's what hustleology is really all about at the end of the day. But um, moving along, um, the migration today's the topic of today's show is the migration and. I was uh, reading a Facebook post by Nino Brown. Um, he's some type of artist, some type of hip hop artist that who who posts content on Facebook. That's kind of inspirational and motivational to uh, aspiring artists and entrepreneurs and different things like that. And he says a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, it's it's very comedic at times, but uh, the message is is still there nonetheless. And he talked about local he he talked about local artists, local hip hop artists specifically making it out of their 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 hood and making it big time, making it to, as they say, internationally known, but locally accepted. And he was saying that there's a lot of barriers when you are trying to make it locally. And I agree. Um, like I said, I'm from Flint, Michigan, and I know firsthand that that is the number one reason why a lot of people don't make it here in this city. It's not because it's that hard because it's harder and it's a lot more competitive in bigger cities like New York, Chicago, LA, a lot harder. But like I said, it's those mental barriers here in, in in small cities, this, especially Flint, it really symbolizes what small cities are all about and why people from small cities have a hard time really cutting through the noise and, and taking their game to the next level. Um, there are two type of people that are going to hold you back in a small city. There, there are enablers and they're haters and haters. Uh, the haters, there are a lot of haters in small cities because they see what you're doing and your uh, your mission and your goal, and they really don't want you to make it any further than they did, because you got a lot, especially a lot of haters are, are older people, people that are older than you, because they see what you're doing and they said, hey, I was trying to do the same thing and I didn't make it. So he's not going to make it either. And it's very important to stay away from the haters. Very important. And. 
The other one is the enablers. Those are your friends and your family. Those are your co-signers, your yes men. Those are the people that that really your click. Those are the people that really you see every day and they don't really push you to take your game to the next level. They're not really uh, they're not really going to compete with you. Healthy competition being competitive with you in order to say, Hey, let's all make it out. Let me do my thing over here. Let I, I'm starting a business. You may be an artist. Uh, you may be a photographer. You may be in design. You may do this. You may do that. They're not really striving to take their game to the next level. And, um, th- they are just as bad as the haters because they get you comfortable. You see the haters, the haters are some of the best motivators to be honest with you. But the people that are around you who enable you, you know, they get you real comfortable with the position that you're in, in a small city. And those are the two things that I see firsthand, almost on a daily basis from people in a small city. And it's just like crabs in a barrel. It's just like crabs in a barrel. So it's very important to think further than your city. If whatever you're doing in business, if you're artists or whatever, it's best to think further than your city. And I mean, what I mean by that is this. Sometimes you have to migrate. Sometimes you have to get away from your city and move away from your city in order to build. And I, I'm going to take it to a story, uh, it, uh, Islamic tradition. Islamic story and and I'm not trying to be religious or anything but this is this has a, a a very relevant point that I'm trying to make in regards to the subject matter now in his Islamic tradition it has it that the prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him when he started to teach his message in his hometown of Mecca he had a lot of resistance a lot of his his the people in his tribe, his friends and his family were some of the people that resisted him the most in his hometown. This is where he got the most resistance. And after I think after 10 or to 13 years of preaching the message in his hometown, he left. I think it's 10 years. I think it's 10 years after 10 years of preaching and in trying to uh, galvanize people in his hometown and, and and really inform people about the message of Islam in his hometown. He left. He he went on a migration. We call it the Hijra, right? And he migrated to a place called Medina. And Medina was a place where they celebrated and accepted Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in his new reverts or converts. And it's always a, it's, it's, it's a very special place for Muslims because it was a special place for him. Uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, because that was a place, again, where they celebrated him. And it wasn't like his hometown of Mecca where they tolerated him. And this is just not me talking. There are a lot of historians that take this story and they use it um, as an example of, of why you should retreat and go to another place where you can kind of gather yourself, gather your wits and then come back. And what he eventually did, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is he came back to his hometown of Mecca. He came back basically a king 
because he had a, a strong following. He had an empire, basically. And when he came down when he came back to his hometown of Mecca, then that's when they, you know, they said, hey, you know, you're basically you're the man now, you know. So, you know, they had to really comply to what he was doing because they seen he ha he had a force uh, behind him. So sometimes that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. Sometimes you have to migrate away from your city or your hometown and get it popping and get it bubbling somewhere else because, you know, you can't make lemonade. Uh, uh, sometimes you can't make lemonade out of lemons from your hometown. Sometimes you just have to move and migrate to where people um, celebrate you and people accept you. And and that's the thing, um, you know. You, when you go to a new place, people always like the was something new and fresh, but something in somebody that they see every day, it, it becomes common and, and it becomes regular. And people don't like that. People like something new, some something mysterious. And when you come and when you come into town, you know, basically like the Lone Ranger and you're the new you, you're the new guy in town. That's always uh, it's always some excitement. So. You you always you know you should always spread your wings and go to other places, and I, and I think artists do this very well. Artists do tours, and um, I think Akon said something that was really powerful. He said that um, one of the things that he does in order to build his brand in other markets is he collaborates and he does uh, songs with people in in markets that he wants to penetrate. So let's say that he wants let's say Akon wants to. Um, he, he wants to um, do some shows and penetrate the Miami market. He'll holler at Rick Ross or he'll holler at Trick Daddy. If he wants to penetrate the New York market, he'll do a song with Nas or Jay-Z. If he want to penetrate, wants to penetrate Atlanta, he'll do a song with Young Jeezy. And he does this strategically so that he can he can gather a fan base in each city. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Sometimes you just have to link up with people from other cities and other markets. And believe me, man, unfortunately, the people that are closest to you won't support you until strangers do. And that's the unfortunate truth. So, you know, sometimes you just have to take that journey. Sometimes you just have to take that migration. And then when you when you build your brand in another city and, and people see that, hey, everybody in New York and everybody in L.A. and everybody in, in Miami and Atlanta are rocking with this business or rocking with this guy. Your hometown would then um, catch on and say, hey, this guy's from my hometown. You know, we you know, I should support him, too. And unfortunately, it, it happens like that a lot of times. Now, you can you know, you can gather your you, you know, your wits and build your empire um, in your hometown and 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 do it like that there it's possible i see i've seen people do it you know sometimes you need that local acceptance because if you go to another city and they ask you where you from and you say uh i'm from i'm from detroit and they say well do you know such and such such and such no no i don't know that guy well what were you doing in detroit you know so what do you think you're going to come to this city and you're going to take over so some people feel that some type of way when you come to a new city you know, they they feel some type of way about that. But a lot of times, man, if you bring some type of value to the table and you go to another city, bring some value to the table. People are really accepting of of, of what you have to offer. 
So, you know, it's just about really just having uh, a game plan. And when you go to another city in attacking, uh, unfortunately, though, a lot of people think that just moving to a city in and of itself without changing your mentality and without having a game plan in and of itself is going to, um, you know, you're going to have success and it doesn't work like that. And that's and I'm and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, you know, I, I kind of grew up in Atlanta, you know, during the era where everybody was going down there during the era where it was, you know, reaching its threshold as far as the culture was concerned. And one of the things that really is bringing the city of Atlanta down at this point is that so many people are moving there and they just think that if they move to Atlanta, everything will be okay. They're not getting on their grind. They're not getting on their grizzly. They're not hustling. They're basically looking for handouts, the same type of handouts they did in their, in their smaller city. And it doesn't work like that. You know, a lot of people that that you see from your hometown, they go out to L.A., they go out to Miami, they go out to Atlanta. um, They're struggling. They're struggling. And, you know, they're basically, you know, doing the same thing they were doing in your small town, except they're doing it on a bigger scale. And that's it. You know, trust me when I tell you, it's not easy as you think going to another city. You know, it's not it's not easy to penetrate markets like that. Um, but again, that's why you should have a plan of attack before you go anywhere, figure out who you are and what you want to do. Because if you go to the city, butt ass naked, um, if you go to New York, if you go to LA, you go to Atlanta, butt ass naked. If you in LA, you're going to be in skid row or on somebody's casting couch. Um, if you're in Atlanta, you're going to be down in five points and wherever, whatever slums they have in, in New York. Uh, you know, that's where you're going to be, too, if you go out to New York and, you you know, you don't come correct. So you really have to when you go into these markets, you really have to come correct, man. You just can't leave your city and think it's going to be OK when you touch down to another city and they're just going to show you love and support. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You got to put in that work and a bigger city is going to give you a bigger push. Right. But you got to put in that work. You can't just you can't have that lazy ass mentality that you have and that you had in your smaller city. You got to put in that work off jump. You got to come off the bus, the Greyhound and do it. And a story that I always like to point to uh, in regards to going to another city and get it popping is uh, my client and friend, my brother, my good friend, um, Adam Bird. Adam was one of my clients in the uh, in, in football. And I was an agent and or a manager for football players at the time. This is about maybe about six or seven years ago now. And he basically was a 19 year old kid. Um, He basically just graduated high school, couldn't go on to college. So but he still wanted to play football. So we got him an arena football opportunity. Make a long story short, he became rookie of the year at 19 years old and um you know, he, you know, he was on top of the world, you know, as far as fame was concerned, because, you know, nobody had ever at 19 years old had, had did what he had, what he had done. And, um, you know, just on a whim, basically, um, he had, well, he had a plan. He had a plan to go to New York and get into the modeling and entertainment game. And he basically came off the Greyhound and he went 
to all of the modeling agencies. He went to um, uh, businesses and to, to, to all of the fashion heads in, in New York, man. And he just hit the pavement with his portfolio and just he was on an absolute grizzly. And, um, you know, his story is very inspirational because it shows that you can do it. You just have to have a you just have to have a plan of attack and you got to go hard. You got to get on your grizzly. And, um, you know, now to the point where he's he's done uh, Super Bowl commercials. He's on the cover of Just for Men. And uh, he's doing a lot of big things in in the uh, entertainment game. So, you know, th- it's possibilities. You can go to other cities and you get it popping, man. But you got to change. You you can't go to another city with your old city, your your small city mentality. It just doesn't work like that. But, you know, migration is something that needs to be on the top of people's list um, when they're thinking about getting things, um, getting things on and popping and cracking uh, as far as their brand is concerned. But listen, I said it was going to be a short show and it's about 25 uh, minutes right now, but um, I want everybody to go subscribe to the Hustleology show at on iTunes and SoundCloud and, um, and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and and Facebook at I am Musa Ali. And I want to thank everybody for their support. Please share, please like, please retweet and uh, spread the word about the Hustleology show because we want to show everybody how to uh, build their brand, monetize their brand. And, you know, no matter what position you're in. And uh, that's what the Hustleology show is all about. But I want to thank everybody for their support. That's my time. Peace.